I have to be honest, this episode was very challenging to reflect on and to speak to. For a while, I had a difficult relationship with myself, and learning how to develop and embrace self-love was also difficult. It wasn't until the year 2020 when I was forced to confront some hard truths about my life and fully commit to my self-love journey. However, it was a completely transformative experience. I hope you enjoy this episode and maybe it'll help you along your journey as well. When did I discover self-love? I remember the year 2020 vividly. Starting off, there was so much conversation around 2020 being the year of new vision, seeing clearly, and a lot of excitement to enter into a new decade. I thought it would finally be my year too, so I set my intention to go into this new year with a fresh perspective. I didn't want the remnants of 2019 to seep in and slowly crack at the foundation that I was building. Looking back at the previous year, it had been pretty tough with feelings of unfulfillment at work, overwhelming emptiness within my personal relationships, and constantly feeling a lack of purpose in life. I craved for newness and badly wanted a change of scenery and direction. So I decided I was ready to finally turn my attention inward and focus on me. On one Monday morning, I remember waking up dreading the start of the work week, but yet I was determined to make it a good one. As I'm slowly moving about, trying to decide what to wear, I began to think about a few things I was grateful for. My inner thoughts were searching for reasons to be grateful, but I was having a hard time. So I started thinking of things that came natural. Okay, I'm grateful I have a job, grateful for a family that supports me, and I'm grateful for my life. So I wrote these down, along with a few positive reminders on some sticky notes, carefully placing each one throughout my bedroom. My favorite one stating, note to self, speak more kindly to me and about me. So while preparing myself for the day, I also played some uplifting music. My selection of choice was Sunflower Soul by Landrell. That album was my entire theme for 2020, and I became accustomed to his songs playing in the background each morning. However, on this one day, I distinctly remember his words hooking on to my heart and not letting me go, causing a wave of undealt with emotions to resurface. Landrell asks, how many times? How many times did you stay when you were ready to go? Your heart wanted to be free, but you kept telling it no. And every time you held on, you regretted it more, not realizing that half of your pain came from you neglecting your soul. His words echoed throughout my day. How many times? As I'm driving, while at work, randomly as I'm cooking dinner. How many times? I needed to have an inner conference with myself. With this excessive thought and my desire to want more, I decided it was time to end an unnecessarily long situationship I had been in. For context, similar to past experiences, it had become extremely one-sided. I was unsatisfied and felt as though my kindness had been taken advantage of. Overall, I felt like I gave too much and received too little. 
So the following Sunday, I remember sitting on my therapist's couch, taking in the vibrant green plants and the steam from the oil diffuser surrounding me, my hands slightly covering the left side of my face as I'm trying to unload these conflicting thoughts and fears. As she attentively listened and gave me the space to be completely human, I'll never forget her powerful but yet calm response. She said, in so many situations, we hand over our freedom and happiness to others, looking to them to come and rescue us, while all along we have access to the very keys and tools that can unlock our prison doors and break open windows. We can always set ourselves free. With that Sunday morning message and some Starbucks coffee, I felt empowered to go rescue myself. The conversation was quick. I said I was ready to take a step back and step down from this aimless situation. And in return, I was met with silence, which was slowly causing me to unravel inside. But when he did respond, he stated coldly, I'm not going to fight for you or try to make you change your mind. Thoughts and words I would have wanted to express began to go off in my head. Not going to fight for me? What? What do you mean? This is me, Myra. What? But instead, I chose to equally respond coldly with, Okay, that's fine. And we hung up. It was time. I felt as though my life was on repeat. I mean, you know back in the day, if a CD got scratched and you would try to play the song, but it would only play up to a certain point and just keep repeating? Yeah, that was me. That was my life. Same scenarios, different people, but same hollow feelings. I was so frustrated because I didn't understand how I was ending up in the same situations year after year after year. But I had to tell myself the truth. I was the antagonist within this storyline and committing to my healing journey while choosing to walk away from people, places, and situations that no longer served me was just the beginning. During this process, I also started making plans to relocate. I was so ready to move away from anything that reminded me of this energy-draining environment. The idea alone created a mental shift that allowed me to not be so attached to the temporary circumstances. As a note, I am a Pisces and we have this tendency to mentally teleport ourselves almost anywhere. So I took the time to visualize new experiences, new friends, new food, just a refreshing view from the typical day to day. Although I had no idea that within a few weeks, the entire human population would be entering a what we now know as the 2020 global pandemic. It was so nice to dream. I continued on. Working on familiar relationships with family and friends was the next step. I needed to create a new role for myself. In my family, I was always known as the caregiver. And with friends, I was a super strong, super loyal, but yet codependent friend. And I was undeniably exhausted. This took a few months to process, adapt to, and accept. But little by little, I started establishing heart boundaries. This gave me the space to remove myself from being so dependable 
and also gave me the time to rest, restore, and recover while releasing any guilt for deciding to choose myself first. And finally, I took responsibility for how I contributed to my own unhappiness. I prolonged my freedom by staying in spaces for so long that no longer nourished me. I avoided my liberation because I was too afraid to dig deep and get to the root of the matter. I chose to remain comfortable by ignoring the parts inside of me that either caused or created this endless cycle. I had to sit with myself and really ask, what is in me or what childhood experiences did I have that continues to attract me to the same person, people, and situations? Am I living with intention or am I living for others? Am I clearly and definitively selecting the types of friendships and relationships that I want? Is my life in alignment with my purpose? I mean, so many questions and very hard for a girl in her 20s, but I had to ask them. This adventure was not easy. However, I can look back with gratitude and appreciation. I started treating myself better with how I spent my time, who I spent my time with, and how I spoke to myself, but most importantly, how I allowed others to speak to me. I was in the early stages of becoming the hero within my own story. Let me be clear, before all of this, my idea of self-love and doing the work was very surface level and materialistic. However, it's okay, I give myself grace because that's who I was at that time. But as far as self-love, my idea of it was not telling myself no to anything. If I wanted shoes, oh, this is self-love, got them. New clothes, bought it, plane tickets, I'm on it. But in the midst of all this retail therapy, an ongoing feeling of emptiness kept resurfacing. And when I ended up in situations where I felt dismissed, ignored, or acknowledged in a way that didn't uplift me, celebrate me, or make me feel appreciated, I responded with passive aggressiveness or choosing to suppress and deny my true feelings. I was ignoring myself and masking it with short-lived experiences. Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed each and every one of those random shopping trips and international vacations, but I was searching for something deeper. A way to connect with myself that I had never done before. During the shedding period, which is what I now call it, there were a lot of tears and anxiety and feelings of uncertainty. I mean, I was shaping this new world without any reference point, and it was frightening. But it created so much space to finally see me. I learned a lot about what I liked, what I didn't like, what I enjoyed most, and what brought me the most peace. One of the greatest triumphs of pursuing this journey was finding my voice. By being in so many codependent relationships over the years, I realized I never felt empowered to use my voice. But now, I began speaking up, advocating for myself, feeling secure in my decision making, standing my ground, and just being okay with that. I started using my voice in smaller situations, which was good practice for the bigger moments too. I listened to my voice and honored my voice. Discovering self-love was not an easy walk through a sunflower field filled with chirping birds and dancing butterflies. It more so felt like being pushed down the side of a mountain filled with bulging rocks and sharp glass. 
But it was the process of letting go of people, setting boundaries, being kinder to myself, and practicing self-advocacy that led me to my sunflower field. And even now, there are still some days filled with sadness and rain clouds. But as the group Mays and Frankie Beverly said many years ago, where there's a flower, there's a sun and the rain. Oh, but it's wonderful. They're both one and the same. And it was all beautiful. It became clear that it's the daily and intentional decisions we make that shape our experiences along with our interactions with others and the world around us. By the end of 2020, my life looked very much different compared to how it started. I had fewer commitments and smaller circles, but I was at peace. And there is nothing, nothing compared to having your own peace. It was a blessing to awaken each day to the beauty of self-love and to discover that I was and had always been the hero of my own story. Through it all, I will forever be grateful. This episode was healing. For further engagement, feel free to follow the Instagram page at everythingisbeautifulpod or if you have any reactions to this episode or previous episodes and would love to share, email me at everythingisbeautifulpod at gmail.com. Please be kind to yourself today and as always, I hope you have a beautiful and loving week.